to a year like 2020, one of the dangers we face as human beings and as followers of Jesus is the temptation to look inward and to live a smaller life, to shrink things. And obviously some of that's been forced on us through quarantines and isolation and all the different things. But I wanna propose something different to us because I believe God is up to something. He wasn't taken by surprise when COVID-19 broke out in this global pandemic. And I wanna draw a few thoughts initially from Paul's words to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians, where he's been talking about severe persecution, all sorts of terrible things that have gone on in their world as the early church faced horrendous persecution. And he says in verse one of 2 Corinthians chapter six, companions, as we are in this work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. Don't squander one little bit of this marvelous life that God has given us. And then he lists the pressures they've been under. I'm not gonna read them all, but we could put some of what we've been through and the world has been through in terms of this pandemic. And he says this in verse four through six of 2 Corinthians chapter six. People are watching us as we stay at our post, alertly, unswerving, in hard times, tough times, bad times. We've been beaten up, jailed, mobbed, working hard, working late. Many of you can identify with that one. Maybe not the jailed and beaten up, but working without eating. Probably that's not true during COVID. I think we've all eaten more than we should have. But I love this. With pure heart, clear head, steady hand. And those words just grabbed me that no matter what's going on, God's still up to something. And our response is to come to him with pure heart, clear minds and steady hands. And in all of this, we need a divine perspective. And the only way to get that is to consciously open up your heart and say, God, everything has been turned upside down, inside out in my world. But I want your spirit to come and give me a divine perspective, to give me a sense of what's coming up. What are you up to in all of this? Kind of instead of getting small and drilling in, stepping back and getting a bird's eye view of what God is doing. And God by His Spirit can help us with that. And in so doing, we'll get visibility on some things that maybe by looking too close, and we've got to pay attention to the detail, but so close to it that we miss the big picture of what God is up to us. And then to know how to position ourselves in our generation to do the will of God. Isaiah prophesies and he speaks God's words. This is actually the voice of God coming through the prophet Isaiah. He says, I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. Uh, if you're going to type something in the chat online, that's a good line. What is still to come from God's perspective? 
And I say, my purpose will stand. And I want you to catch this. Then all that has gone on in your world, our world, God's purpose still stands. And the best thing we can do is to connect our hearts, our lives, our energy, pure heart, clear mind, steady hands, connect that to the plan, to the purpose of God. God hasn't got lost in all of this. And He says, I know the end from the beginning. Nothing has taken me by surprise. And there are still things to come. God's not finished with you. God's not finished with us. No matter what has gone on in your life, and many have experienced severe tragedy through this period, there are still things to come from the hand of God. Our generation kind of tends to believe that we're very at the very, at the very center of time of the universe of everything else, that both the past and the future gravitate around us as if we were the epicenter of everything. And we do live in this now moment, but at the very center of everything is God's purpose, God's plan, and what is yet to come. And when we connect to that, what is still to come, then our lives become a part of His story and we make history. When we connect to God's eternal divine purpose in advancing the kingdom of God through the good news of Jesus Christ, then we become a part of God's story and we make history. And I want to prophesy this over each and every one of you under the sound of my voice right now. There are still things to come for this planet from the hand of God. There are still things to come for your life from the hand of God. And it's our responsibility to grab a hold of those things, to get the big picture. God, you're still up to something and commit our lives to it. Just about everything we knew about church was turned upside down and inside out in a moment and it happened globally. And we had to change some of our practices and we're still reviewing certain things and how we do them and why we do them. It's been such a divine opportunity to do all that. And I've heard pastors and I empathize saying, we can't wait to get back to exactly like it was. Well, I've got news for you. It's not going to be exactly like it was. Nothing will be exactly like it was. And yes, there are some things that will go back to what was familiar or similar. But if we elevate our practice and it becomes more important than God's purpose, we lose the plot. And so I want to invite us back to this divine purpose. God says, my purpose will stand. I'm up to something and there are still things to come. And so the only option we have is to continue to innovate. And according to Webster's Dictionary, innovation means a new idea, a new method, and the introduction of something new. Our biggest enemy to that is the old, is the familiar. And it's been good as we've started to see people come back face to face. I can't tell you how much I've missed most of you, no, all of you. We've missed each other and it's been a delight even this, today seeing people that we haven't seen for a while face to face. 
And again through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 43 verse 18. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I've read that passage so many times, quoted it, heard it, used in sermon. It's a great passage. But for the first time, I got challenged by that question God asks. Do you not perceive it? Can you begin to see the new thing that I'm doing? Or are you so tied to the old that you'll miss the new? The new opportunity, the new possibility. And innovation causes us to let go of some things out of the past so we can do something new and that God wants us to do in our lifetime. Somebody said innovation happens when we risk everything to accomplish what has never been done before, something new. And I want us to encourage us in that, that yes, we will be going back to face-to-face services. We're already starting to do that. Uh, restrictions have changed, as I said, for this weekend, and we're thrilled about that. So don't worry, but there's some things that are going to be new and different about how we do church, the different opportunities we have. Last weekend, we had Pastor Corey Turner come and speak. And you need to know whenever we have somebody who's got a prophetic gift like he does, I never tell them anything about what's going on in the life of the church. And I want you to catch, if you didn't hear it last week, the prophetic word that he brought over us as a congregation, as a church. Let's go to the screen. For Life Unlimited here in Canberra, the Lord spoke these words to me, that you are an apostolic church, a sending church, a church of strategic partnerships, relational connections, and ministry networks. It's a church that raises up spiritual sons and daughters into their callings and anointings to become mums and dads. It's a church that doesn't just talk about grace, but practices it and empowers people in it. It's an expanding church that will celebrate five more strategic locations over the next 10 years. They will be a diverse hybrid expression of what was in order to minister to a changing landscape. The coming season will see an acceleration of growth internally for an expansion of influence externally in the coming years. There is an increasing appetite for the Holy Spirit. Greater manifestations of miracles and signs will become more common, particularly in response to a growing hunger for God through prayer and fasting. There will be a changing of the guard, just as those who have been trusted as sons and daughters to carry weight and responsibility. God is changing the guard for new expressions of ministry for new seasons of ministry. Ecclesiastes 3 is critical for the church in this season of transition that my people would not be found spiritually napping, but aware and alert to the times and seasons, both within and without. Well, there were some really interesting things that he said there about transition, change, new opportunities that ties right into the heart of what I'm trying to communicate about Vision 2021. But what is the core thing that we will hold to? And our vision statement captures it, that we grow in lives connected to Christ, His cause and community. And a key passage that shapes everything that we do or the filter through which we do everything is Paul's words 
in Colossians 1 verse 28 to 29, where it's his version or his outworking of the Great Commission, which is God's purpose for planet Earth, the good news of Jesus Christ. He says, so we continue to tell people about Christ. We use all wisdom to counsel everyone and teach every person. We're trying to bring everyone before God as people who've grown to be spiritually mature in Christ. To do this, I work and struggle using the great strength that Christ gives me. That strength is working in my life. And so these four things are a part of what we bring in into new expressions, but they're constant in terms of what anchors us as a church. We want people to know God, to come to Jesus and grow in their relation, to know God. Secondly, to find freedom. That through the, the wisdom and the counsel of God's Word, your life gets free and you begin to live that free, open, expansive life that Jesus has called you to, that abundant life that He promised. So to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose. We teach people not so we can have more information, but so we can understand God's purpose, God's plan, the gift in our lives, the opportunities that are before us, equipping us for work and for life and, yes, church life. But that's our heart is to equip you for life. That's the purpose of teaching so you can discover your purpose and ultimately then to make a difference. That's what spiritual maturity is. It's not about a whole lot of information. It's about having a confidence about who you are in Christ, that you've been set free and you've discovered your gifts, your talents, and you're outworking them in life, including church life, but school, university, the workplace, in your neighbourhood. And so as we go into 2021. Yes, we will be restoring face-to-face meetings again. We're already doing that. And like I said, what a joy it was when I heard the announcement that on Vision Sunday, imagine, we could double our numbers, go from four square metres to two square metres, and everybody's behaving very well in the auditorium at the moment. So thank you. And we will do that, continue to do face-to-face But as you've seen, just a glimpse of it up there, we now have a full TV studio that can broadcast at 4K. Now, some of you go, what? Who cares? But it's good quality, high definition, which scares me with this face. But anyway, and we're going to continue with the online campus, face-to-face meetings, but an online campus, and start adding more content, midweek Bible studies, training videos, doing all sorts of other things that can be used in life groups, in other areas, and to increase our footprint globally through this incredible opportunity and amazing teams that have been built up, our tech teams, through this whole experience. We're going to continue to launch hubs And if you haven't caught that idea yet, uh, because there'd been restrictions and we had to shut down our campuses, the cost of rental at that time was just too much, is we're going to restore hubs. And the whole idea is that the core components of our online service will be available at that hub. And the two things that will be added in the face-to-face is the fellowship is the connection. We need that. The the Bible talks about cornonia, and that's the sharing of lives. But also another really important thing, the opportunity to serve other people. 
And so that's the idea of the hub. And when it gets big enough, it'll become a full-blown campus. That's the vision. That's the heart. But one of the things that is echoing through everything is a return to discipleship. And that means a whole lot of different things to people, but just really helping people follow Jesus. I'll try to give you a big picture and uh, us reconnecting and open our hearts to God's purpose and the new things that He wants us to perceive and to get on board with. And I want to talk about the theme that I feel God has given us for 2021. And I got a little bit nervous about this because last year we were announced with great confidence, make room and look what happened. And I, I'm not going to take personal responsibility for the pandemic, but I'm almost like, whoa, we better be careful. But this started to resonate uh, about six, seven weeks ago, this theme, and it's primarily out of the book of Joel. And I'm not going to preach on that now because we'll introduce thoughts out of it. But Pastor Corey Turner spoke to some of those things that come out of the book of Joel that speak to what I'm about to present, um, particularly the thing around prayer and fasting and increased hunger for God. But the book of Joel starts with this declaration. Give ear all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? And really, it hasn't been for a hundred years that a global pandemic like this swept the world. Has such a thing like this happened? It's like the prophet Joel is speaking right into our circumstances. And he talks about the pain and the suffering that people have experienced. And he pictures it in a succession of four kinds of locusts coming in, consuming things. And it's a picture of people experiencing loss. And some people, and they're going through it right now as well, have experienced physical suffering during this time. Where you come to the point where, God, I don't know what to do with this. Some people have experienced severe emotional pain. There's been failures and broken relationships, personal loss. People have experienced fear that kind of paints you into a lonely call now. And you almost have this expression at times, and we're coming out of it now, where in all of this, people are saying, I just don't know where to turn. And there's been the sense of dismay, and like I said, loss, and some monumental problems that are facing societies. We're very blessed in Australia, but even for us, coming out of this economically and everything, there's a real challenge. Little alone those who are poor and disadvantaged around the world and hungry. And the prophet Joel kind of says, when you're saying, I don't know where to turn, his answer is so powerful. It is so profound. He says, turn to the Lord. Joel 2 and verse 3, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he calls us to turn to the Lord with prayer and fasting, proclaiming Solomon's sinners, this whole hunger and longing for God that Pastor Corey Turner prophesied about. Return to the Lord. And then he promises, if you do that, I will restore you. And so the theme for this year that I feel God's going to be all over us as a church, you individually, is God will restore you. 
Whatever lost you've experienced, not just through COVID, but I had the sense as I was praying about it and, and trying to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, things that have been lost decades ago, perhaps, that you never thought would come back. God says, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to restore things, things that have been consumed by one crisis, one disaster, one problem after that. I'm going to restore you. And then he promises, and I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so I'm really excited about this theme. And we'll preach to it as we come into the new year and develop series through the year. But this whole thing of we've made room for God. And now he says, I'm going to restore you. Father, we just thank you for your goodness in the land of the living. And that we can say with confidence, if it had not been for the Lord, we would have been overcome. But Lord, we turn our hearts to you. I pray that you give to each and every one of us a spirit of revelation and insight to perceive the new thing that you're doing for us as a church, but also the new thing that you're wanting to do in each and everyone's life. And I ask these things in Jesus' mighty name.